We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hi, this is Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. There are many life changes that can happen after divorce that make it difficult or impossible to uphold requirements of your divorce decree. The orders issued in a divorce are based on the facts presented at that time, but the circumstances used in issuing those orders can obviously change. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Welcome to Laying the Points, a Rotoviz podcast brought to you by MyBookie. I'm Anthony Amico. You can find me on Twitter at Amixta. And my co-host is Action Network writer Matt LaMarca. You can follow on Twitter at Matt LaMarca. Matt, 4th of July is in the books. How we doing? Doing well. Uh, I had a nice little 4th of July barbecue celebration at the house. Everything is good, man. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the official start of summer here, basically. Oh, definitely. That's definitely, uh, by the way, like a big uh, one of my top items that I miss about like living at home is the the Matty backyard. Always a good time. Yep, had the uh, all the games going. You know, we had some can jam, little uh, cornhole, and then as the the evening progressed, had some beer pong going. So yeah, it was it was a good time. Now, before we get into the show, I just want to remind everyone that you can get a listeners-only 30% discount to a Rotoviz NFL Pass by subscribing to the podcast homepage, rotoviz.com slash podcast. Now, today we have kind of a, a unique show. We're going to be breaking down the 2018 Gambling Olympics. This is an Action Network event. Uh, plenty of familiar names and faces participating in this, and 
you know, my bookie has been kind enough to post odds for every event of the gambling Olympics. Uh, you can pick the winner. You can pick all kinds of stuff. Uh, so this is actually a lot of fun. Uh, there's a ton of stuff written on the gambling Olympics at the Action Network. Matt, you've actually written a lot of that stuff. So, I mean, I, I feel pretty confident saying that, like, you're one of the few people not participating in the event that we could consider, like, an expert on this. <laughs> uh so yeah. I don't know. Like this is this is good. I agree. I feel like I'm one of the foremost authorities on the gambling Olympics right now, which is awesome. Like uh, I never knew that that was something I wanted to be, but here we are, and I'm ecstatic about it. So, you know, I made a little money yesterday taking advantage of the egregious odds for Peter Jennings in the uh, the first or the second edition of the Broathlon. So. I think there are some more exploitable lines here that we can try and take advantage of as well. I love it. Now, if you guys aren't familiar with the Gambling Olympics, just to give you a little bit of information. Uh, the stakes, everyone participating has uh, put in $2,500 as a buy-in, $30,000 total prize pool. Uh, the winner will get $10,000. The second place person will get $6,000. And third place gets $4,000. The remaining 10000 goes to the winning team. Uh, so we'll talk about the teams in a little bit. But they're teams of four. So pretty much the winning team gets their money back. Uh, so pretty good stakes. I actually really like the, this prize structure, if, I'm, if I may so commentate on yeah, that. Yeah, nice. I agree. And uh, obviously you can tell based on the stakes that this is just high-level degeneracy at its <laughs> finest. So I, I love it. Uh, let's talk about some of the participants. We have Brandon Adams, who's a professional poker and DFS player. Jonathan Bales, Fantasy Labs co-founder. Scott Bloomstein, 2017 World Series of Poker main event champion. Matt Brown, media producer and sports speculator. Blackjack Fletcher, who is an Action Network analyst and master of the sartorial arts. Uh, Joey Ingram, professional poker player and podcaster. You, of course, know Peter Jennings, who is a Fantasy Labs co-founder. Sean Coner, Action Network director of Predictive Analytics and three times Fantasy Pro's most accurate fantasy ranker, Adam Levitan, fantasy football podcaster and father of Jerry, a.k.a. the most beautiful beast in the world, Paul LaDuca, former MLB All-Star catcher and Action Network analyst, uh, the star of the show, if I may, <laughs> Pete Manzanelli, the man, gambling legend in his own mind, inventor of the world's first physical cryptocurrency, and Michael Mooney, who is a New York Times bestselling author and journalist. So this is really a star-studded cast here. Uh, I mean, we got World Series of Poker champs. We got cryptocurrency creators. We have everything, I feel like. Yep, uh, all-star catchers. And the, the biggest wild card here is Blackjack Fletcher, who, if you're not familiar with him, you should hop over to Action Network and check him out. Um, he was just most recently at the... Uh, hot dog eating contest on the 4th of July and the guy is like uh, he's like the man's but like it's like a real thing like that's how he lives his life <laughs> like when I was writing up his profile I described his style as a cowboy mixed with Hulk Hogan mixed with the guy who teaches you how to get free money from the government <laughs> I don't know if you remember that guy but he used to wear like the craziest suits like that's Blackjack. He, like, is just cut out of old Las Vegas and just is a true stud. So, yeah, it's a really cool field. Um, Matt Friedman is going to be there documenting the whole thing. 
and that'll be up and running on Action Network as well. So definitely something to keep your eye on as, uh, you know, the sports days get a little long here in the summer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and like speaking of Freeman, like yesterday we were both watching that uh, Periscope of the, the Jennings three-point bet. Yeah. And it, it is just like, I, I've never like met Freeman in person. Obviously, I've talked to him a bunch. But it, it seemed like just peak Friedman to me that he is like watching this three point contest. He has his laptop like <laughs> he's just like holding the laptop, standing in a gymnasium, keeping track. Like, I love it. I love it. Uh, now, now, we mentioned before that there will be teams here. So uh, there are three teams, Team Bales, Team Jennings and Team Levitan. Uh, team Bales will, of course, uh, feature Johnny Bales. Uh, we'll have a Bloomstein, Brown and Corner. They are plus 160 to win. Team Jennings will have Jennings, Adam, uh, Blackjack, and Paul LaDuca. They are plus 125. And Team Levitan will have Levitan, Ingram, Manns, and Mooney. They are plus 200. Uh, Matt, you've written a lot of the profiles on these guys. You've you've studied the odds. You've looked at the advanced analytics. Uh, Any of these teams pop out at you? Yeah, so I, I also got to write the Team Jennings breakdown. And uh, they, I think, are deserved favorites here. If you look at the individual events, they're either listed as the favorite or the second favorite in 11 of the 12. So they really have a nice balanced squad here. Um, You know, Jennings and Brandon Adams, obviously studs that need no real introduction. They're the two individual favorites to win the whole thing right now. And then Blackjack and LaDuca are hardcore degenerates who have a lot of experience in those areas. So um, I think this team is really well built. Levitan is the underdog here. And unfortunately, I think it's mainly because they have Michael Mooney. And no offense to Michael Mooney. You know, he's accomplished a ton in his life. You know, I'd love to say that I'm a New York Times bestselling author and, you know, have had my work appear in ESPN, the magazine, GQ, Success, a whole bunch of different publications. But as far as the guys go, he is the definite underdog here. So uh, I think that's the reason that, that their odds are sort of the longest. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like the guys who like, we know a lot about what these guys have done professionally in like the daily fantasy or gambling fields. So like these couple guys who really don't have like experience in some of these fields, uh, it, it, it makes sense that there would be underdogs. It's not a, you know, it's not a slight to them, obviously. Right. Uh, so let's get into some of the events. Uh, first up, we have the crypto portfolio. That's uh, pretty much exactly what it sounds like. Um, you know, the, the competitors will uh, invest in a bunch of you know different kinds of cryptocurrencies. They all have the same amount of money to start with, and pretty much whoever does the best on their uh, you know on their portfolio will win the event. So if you look at some of the favorites here, uh, Bloomstein, Levitan, and Mans are. Co co favorites uh, plus four hundred. Uh, Jennings and Bales are plus five hundred. Uh, Matt, what do you think about the the crypto? Yeah, so the the stipulation for the event here is that you have to spend on a minimum of three different coins. You can't change your coins after you pick them. So uh, I'll be honest, I have not really gotten into the crypto space, um, which I know is like probably puts me in the minority for, you know, the listeners of this podcast. I feel like everybody in the DFS sports betting world is basically into crypto right now. But this is a definite weakness in my repertoire. Um, So I really don't have a ton of analysis to add here. 
Um, I think personally, I like Je- uh, Jennings and Bales at plus 500, getting a little bit of extra equity compared to the top guys. Um, I know that both of those guys obviously have a lot of experience trading crypto. So I think that, you know, there's no reason for them to really be getting more equity than the top dudes. And, you know, some of the longer shots um, in their individual profiles have sort of admitted that they're not really crypto guys. So I think that Jennings and Bales at plus 500 are probably my two favorite, uh, you know, sides here. Yeah, I can't wait for the uh, the plot twist that man somehow got man's coin on Binance. And uh, <laughs> like, I can't wait for that to come out. Um, no, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I don't really know a ton about a lot of this stuff. I'm with you on the crypto. I, definitely a hole in my game. Um, so I, like you said, I think you just got to go with the guys with the most experience at the best odds. And that definitely seems like Jennings and Bales. Uh, and I think the, the event that or one of the couple of events that I think we, we will enjoy the most is obviously the daily fantasy events. Okay. So there are two major league baseball slates and one WNBA slate, uh, on Monday and Tuesday, uh, pretty straightforward. They got to build lineups. Final standings for the event is based on cumulative score from all three contests. That's, you know, two MLB, one WNBA. Uh, Jennings is the favorite, plus 350. Bales is plus 375. Levitan and Adams is plus 400. And Corner is plus 600. I had no idea that Corner played this much DFS, by the way, that he would be uh, that he would be up there. But that's pretty cool. Um, what do you make of this one? He's actually my guy in this event at plus 600, Sean. Um, you know, I'll be honest again, I don't play a ton of WNBA DFS, but if it's similar to NBA in the scoring, then I would imagine that the score from the WNBA part of this could be the highest individual scoring slate. You know, a, a typical NBA night, you can put up well over 300 points, but an MLB, you know, if you crack 200, that's insane. So, uh, the, uh, the WNBA part of this is going to be really important, and the only two guys in the field who have expressed any, um, you know, proficiency with betting it are Levitan and Corner. So, um, Sean is also a really, really strong baseball ranker in addition to being, you know, basically the GOAT fantasy football ranker. So, I think getting him at plus 600 is actually really nice value. I think this is probably one of my favorite bets on the board here. I love the analysis. And I mean, like the thing, too, is that the WNBA slate is going to be the most predictable slate, right? Like because it's like what we know about basketball, you you it's a lot more predictable than a sport like baseball. A lot of variants. Yep. So and like, it's, a, it's a nice WNBA slate, too. I believe there's I think there's four games on this on the docket. So that's, you know, given that there are only like 16 teams in the league, maybe that's that's a pretty nice chunk of this of the league being in action on the same day. Awesome stuff. Uh, the next event is sports betting. Each competitor gets $1,000 to spend. They must bet at least three games on the spread or the money line on Monday and Tuesday. They can bet between $1 and $998 on each game. Uh, everyone is using the same lines, courtesy, of course, of my bookie. And the final standings are based on profit or loss after two days. Uh, Matt, what do you think of this one? This is this is definitely, for our audience, like the the wager, I feel like. <laughs> yeah, this is a this is a good one, I think. Um, and I'm going to go down the board here, and I'm going to go with Adam Levitan at plus 800 for some of the same reasons that I like him and Sean in the DFS event. 
which is that I think that WNBA is going to be a nice, nice, uh, you know, addition to Levitan's arsenal here. You know, he is a quote unquote WNBA sharp. So while these other guys are going to be stuck betting basically exclusively baseball, Levitan is going to have another option available at his disposal. And I think he's going to be able to take advantage of that. Um, it will be interesting to see what kind of strategies these guys employ. You know, you can go with the heavy approach where you just bet the $1 on, on two games and then basically put all of your eggs in one basket, or you can kind of spread it out. It'll be interesting to see, um, you know, which, which ends up working. If you had to guess, what would you think the winning profit is going to be in this thing? You know, two days, given the constraints of, of how they're allowed to stagger their wagers. Let's see. So thousand dollars to spend. I mean, someone I'm sure is going to get hot. I'm going to say someone gets to like, I guess it's possible that someone just makes like a big bet though. That's the thing. That's like the thing that started. Like I want to say like $500 profit maybe wins it. Mm, I think more than that. Yeah. But it's like, I feel like, I don't know, like a wild, a complete wild card. Like if I'm, if I'm a huge dog in this event, I'm just making one bet. And I'm just waiting to see what happens. Like I'm making a huge Monday bet. If I win it, I'm going to make a, another sizable Tuesday bet. Or I'm going to, you know, check out the standings and make a Tuesday bet. And uh, I think that's how I play that. So it's really possible, I guess, that someone like more than doubles their bankroll here. Yeah, agreed. I mean, like if you have, if, if you have this fictional $1,000 budget, you'd be foolish not to put it all in play, I think. So, oh, 100%. So, yeah, I would expect somebody to, you know, hit a big wager, you know, and if you do take an MLB team that's a, you know, a, a plus 150 dog or so, I think you could easily double your bankroll, maybe even triple it over two days. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think this is a, is a event with decent variance, um, which is why I think avoiding the favorites is probably the way to go here. So that's why I'm going down the board with Levitan. Um you know, Blackjack as the favorite, uh, he would be a hard avoid for me. Maybe you consider consider some of the guys in the mid-tier, but um, I think overall this is going to be an event with a lot of overlap between the bets. So, Oh, yeah, definitely. I am really curious to see some of the strategies, like you said. Like maybe someone just tries to make like some bigger bets and then a bunch of smaller parlays and stuff, you know, like right, right. Try, to, try to build it up. I don't know. It, it'll be fun. I can tell you this. Jonathan Bales will come into this with a tested approach. That guy, <laughs> you know, comes up with, with uh, strategies for everything. So he's going to have a plan. Maybe that gives him an advantage. He, obviously, he still has to execute it. But, um, yeah, this is one that I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on for sure. All right, next event we have poker. This is going to be a lot of fun. No Limit Hold'em tournaments on Monday and Tuesday. Two six-handed tables until six remain, and then one table, and we've got 12 participants, so this is actually a really, this is a good game. Like, this is, if we were hanging out, like, this would be a good game for us. Yep. I uh, want to get into this somehow. That's what I I'm might, saying. <laughs> I might just show up and see if they let me play. <laughs> <laughs> uh, final standings will be based on the average finish after two days. Now, Bloomstein, uh, obviously, I would say, is the favorite here, plus 300. Uh, Adams and Ingram, plus 400. Jennings is plus 500. Uh, Matt, what's your poker analysis here? This is a tough one because I would I would say that this is probably the most skill-based event. 
but there's still going to be a ton of variants, you know. Um, I, I think ultimately I am going to eat the chalk here and go with Blumstein. Like, I think that his poker chops are probably the best in the group. You could talk me into Adams as well. Um, but I think if they played, you know, enough times, those two guys would be the two winners more often than not. The one thing that I will say is that these poker pros, they tend to have a strategy where they're either going to bust out early or they're going to win the whole thing. So I do think that could potentially hurt them. You know, maybe they get an early exit on one day and then a a deep run the next. Um, So again, maybe this is an event where you want to sort of embrace the variance. I mean, you know, the man's, he's a poker guy. He's plus 1,000. Uh, I don't know if he's got... Alleged poker guy. I don't know if he's got (laughs) the chops to hang with with Bloomstein and and BA, but, you know, that's kind of tempting at plus 1,000. But yeah, I think overall that, you know, backing the favorites in this event is going to pay off in the long run. Whether it happens in this stretch, I'm not 100% sure, but that's sort of where I'm leaning at the moment. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually really curious. Again, similar to sports betting, like if you're a, a real dog in this, I'm, I'm curious to see if we see any like, you know, poker stars, play money, sit and go strategy <laughs> of just like push, just like a lot of shoving, a lot of a lot of doubling up, you know, and uh, just trying to trying to like brute force your way into into the standings. You know, that is interesting. I think if there's a guy to, that would might consider that, it would be Sean, because he told me while I was writing his profile that he believes he should be 50 to 1 in this event. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I have a feeling that all these other guys, you know, guys who make their living on, you know, spotting inefficiencies, like, I, I, I have to think that all these guys think they're pretty good card players. Yeah, the correlation between, like, Sports betting, DFS, and card playing has got to be pretty strong. Yeah, definitely. All right, blackjack. I know this is good for this is big for you, Matt. You love blackjack. I do. Uh, I, I can't resist a good blackjack table. Thousand dollars to start. They can bet any amount each hand. The standings are based on staying in. So I actually really think that this is this is an interesting structure. So the first person to bust is last. Uh, the last person left is first, and so you know. So if, <laughs> if you're they still all in, bust, yeah. right? If they all bust, <laughs> if you're still in after one hour, the rankings are based on total money won and total money lost. Final standings are based on profit or loss after two days. So I mean, uh, you are you have probably played the more blackjack than anybody I know. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, give me give me the the real analysis here. Blackjack Fletcher is is plus three hundred. Yeah. Uh, Joey Ingram plus three fifty. Laduca plus four hundred. Jennings, Adams, and Brown are plus five hundred. So I mean, I, I feel like this is another kind of like high variance event. Oh, for sure. But, you know, you you can you can spit the knowledge. Yeah, I mean, maybe you want to back the guy whose name is literally Blackjack, but <laughs> I, I'm not going there. Um, you know, as someone who has spent a fair share of time at a blackjack table, it's a luck based game to an extent. Like as far as you know, casino games go, blackjack is one of the best in the business for. Uh, you know, the casual person, assuming that they employ proper strategy. But, you know, that still just means that you're going to lose slowly over time. You know, in a, in a one-hour session, anything can happen. Um, the X factor here is, are any of these guys going to be able to count cards? And if they are, is an hour a long enough time to really see that, you know, pay off? Um, with that in mind... I'm backing Bales because if anybody here 
is going to have learned how to count cards for the purposes of this event, I think it's Bales. Um, he has shown a willingness to uh, bend the rules and exploit things that he thinks are exploitable. Um, you know, and that's the thing about counting cards is it's technically not illegal. It's just uh, frowned upon. So <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm not going to put it past, past Bales to, uh, to, to count some cards here, and I think that that gives him you know, some value of plus 600. Uh, overall, I think this is an, a stay-away event, but uh, that's sort of where I would go if I had to pick somebody. Wow. I mean, launching card-counting allegations against your boss is just... <laughs> Is that GTO? I feel like it can't be. Like that. <laughs> I, think, uh, no. I, I think it's a compliment, to be honest. <laughs> no, I think so, too. It's I mean, like, <laughs> the thing that you're saying, though, it, like, I feel like all these guys, or a lot of these guys are, like, because of what they do, very, very similar to their sports betting and the, and the poker, like, they have to be capable of executing, like, a GTO strategy that doesn't involve card counting, you know, like, I, I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of mental errors in this game, you know? For sure. But um, as somebody who, uh, in my opinion, has read the Blackjack book, knows all the rules, and has still dumped countless of thousands <laughs> of dollars at the Blackjack table, <laughs> it doesn't matter, you know? Like, yep. you can play good and lose, and it's that's why it's a casino game. So yep. it'll be interesting to see. Definitely a good reason to go with one of the guys with the longer odds. Agreed. Um, now, now, I mean, now we're really getting into deep water here because we've got we've got the beer pong event, bracket style matchups chosen at random. Uh, the top two most dominant wins based on cups remaining get a buy. Uh, the rankings for losers are based on total cups made. Tiebreaker for losers is a one cup throw off, and the final standings are based on average finish after two days. So, I mean, this is. For anyone that went to high school and then went to college, this is like this is the this crown is your, jewel of the of yeah, this event. It's amazing. This is going to be a great. I, I I will watch this. Like if this is on Periscope, I will watch. Yeah, I hope they stream some of this at the very minimum. Um, the man's opened up at plus eight hundred and was immediately bet down to the favorite as plus plus one hundred. Just even money. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> People have people know the the man's legendary drinking skills. Um, yeah, you can't touch him at plus one hundred though. Untouchable no. there. Um, I kind of like Laduca at plus five hundred. You know, I have a feeling that guy has had a few beverages in his life of the adult variety, and he did attend college at Arizona State for a year. Ooh, yeah, which is just Big a head. legendary party school. Now he is a little older. I'm not sure how big beer pong was back in the day. You know, he might have been more doing keg stands and things of that nature. Um, which is why I'm officially picking Sean Kerner at plus 800. Uh, this is a little inside information, but he has told me that this is his second best event after DFS. He won a 54-team competition at a bar when he was in college. So the guy has some chops. And you're getting him at plus 800. I feel that's a nice value. Uh, I would lock that sucker in as soon as possible. This is why you guys listen to the pod. I mean, this is the inside scoop. You can't get this anywhere else. I love it, Matt. Um, the guy that I was thinking was just Jennings at plus 1,000 just because I just saw him make like 
65% of his threes yesterday. That is a I feel fair like, point. I feel like he can make a, a small ball into a small cup. Like, I don't know what the correlation is between basketball and beer pong, but I feel like it can't be zero. So, uh, they're different that, shots. That they're different yeah. shots. Uh, and obviously the, the alcohol will play a factor, but, uh, that's, I'm a little upset we didn't get any, any broathlon videos because I was definitely looking forward to scouting Jennings' uh, drinking ability, but, uh, the only thing I've really heard is recently he went to a bachelor party and got so drunk that he threw up, um, which makes me think that drinking might not be a strong suit of his. But again, at plus 1,000, like that, that's pretty tasty odds considering the guy is clearly wet shooting things. Completely agree. Uh, before we continue with the degeneracy, you know, the sponsor of, the, uh, of this podcast, the poster of Gambling Olympics, Wagers and Odds, my bookie. And if you know if you want to get in on this nonsense, you have to join us over at my bookie. Um, just I, I think the fact that they posted these odds just goes to talk, goes to, to speak about the kind of book that they are. They want to have fun. They want you to have fun. Um, and they book will pay for the you. People. Yeah, they're a book for the people by the people, and they will pay. I mean, that's the big thing. You know, they they're going to pay out. They're going to pay fast. I've never had an issue with the payout from them. Um, so come join today. You know, I'd only recommend a service that's been good to me and my listeners. Uh, you're definitely wasting your time betting anywhere else. They have in-game live betting. I don't think you can live bet the the, the gambling Olympics, but uh, <laughs> you can you can live bet uh, numerous other events that are going to occur throughout the year, especially once we get into football season. That's going to be amazing. Uh, join now, and my book you will enter. Uh, sorry, will match your first deposit with a fifty percent bonus. Just use promo code laying the points to activate this special offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Mybookie.ag. Rocks, paper, scissors, Matt. A timeless classic. It is our next event. Um, again, bracket style matchups will be chosen at random. The best of 21 head-to-head matchups. Top two and fewest losses after the first round gets a bye into the second round. Rankings for losers will be based on total throws one. The tiebreaker is best of seven among all tied parties. I can see that getting very, very extensive. Uh, and the final standings is based on average finish after two days. I mean, Matt, do you have any bra- uh, rock, paper, scissors analysis? Bales is a pretty sizable favorite, plus 175 in rock, paper, scissors. Pretty impressive. Blackjack plus 300, and Leduca is 5-1. to one. So, uh, I mean, why is Bales such a big favorite? Bales is talking up his rock, paper, scissors ability heavy. He's listed it as his best event, and this is a guy who has made, uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not millions, in DFS and potentially in the crypto fields. So, to, for him to come out and say that, you know, he's going to smoke the field in rock paper scissors, I guess carries a lot of weight. Um, I'm personally not buying it. You know how how good can a guy be at rock paper scissors? You know, only three um, choices. <laughs> I did look into this. There are some strategies that have been proven effective. Um, for one, if you win, your opponent is likely to change his throw. More than likely, he will change it to whatever would have beaten what you just threw. So, for example, if I throw paper and you throw rock and I win, they, the statistics and the studies have shown that your next throw is more likely to be paper than anything else. Um, it goes the other way if you lose. If you lose, the other person is likely to stick with what they just threw to beat you. 
because it worked. So why would they switch? This is what the statistics show. Um, how that helps with the analysis of the event, I have absolutely no idea. But I thought it was interesting, so I figured I would share it with you. Well, I mean, who's most likely to read all that stuff, I guess, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's like, then it's like, you know, moves and counter moves, you know? Like, oh, well, if he thinks that I'm going to do this, you know? Right. It's like it's, that Waterboy thing. It's <laughs> definitely a mind game. Um, I, I kind of like Laduca here just because, you know, his whole career as a catcher was designing game plans to exploit, you know, weaknesses. And I think that if he's studying his opponents and learns their tendencies, I think he could potentially be able to exploit that. Um, that said, I don't know how into it Laduka is actually going to be. I mean, of all the guys in this field, he has to be the richest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, how much does he really have to gain by winning this? I'm not saying that he's not going to try, but is he going to give it, you know, 110%? Like, you know the man's is going to be out there leaving every drop of sweat and blood that he has in his body to try and win this thing. And alcohol. <laughs> right. <laughs> so uh, that's my only hesitancy in backing Laduka in some of these events is I think he might just more be there to have a good time. Uh, I, I really can't even fathom a guess in this thing, to be honest. This event just seems like a crapshoot. Uh, I'll say Laduka plus 500, but uh, who knows? Maybe Bale's prodigious rock paper scissors talent will really win out in the end but we'll see i'm not sure i just i love i love the analysis i love that we're getting into like you know boogie plots like does he care like is he invested <laughs> like i it's this is amazing now the next event is ac Ducey. matt i have to be honest i have no idea what that is so could you explain that to the listeners of course and i actually wrote this event up so i feel uh, pretty entitled to give a description here, but it, this is a true degenerate game, okay? Um, each player starts by anteing into the pot, uh, however much it may be. And then each player is dealt two cards, face up. And you have to wager on the odds of that third card fitting in between the two. So if you're dealt an 8 and a 10, the only way you can win is by being dealt a 9. Okay, and there's a minimum wager... And the max wager that you can bet is the pot. So if you win, like if you bet pot and win, you scoop the pot, everybody re-antes, and you start up another round. Um, what makes this game so sick is that there are so many times where you bet pot and you think you have it locked up and you lose. Like I've personally played this game and had to run to the ATM because I was dealt like an ace-deuce and got bricked with another ace you know, it just feels like a can't-lose situation, but you can lose, <laughs> um, <laughs> which is why this is a true degenerate game. If you want to go on the, the Three Donkeys most recent podcast, which is what Bales, Levitan, and Jennings um, basically just degen out for about an hour and talk to each other, they had LaDuca on, and he said that they would play this on some MLB team flights, and guys would have to write checks at the end of it. So, Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it can get intense. Um, that said, it still is pretty much a luck-based event, and it is being priced that way. Uh, Levitan and Adams are the two favorites at plus 300, but every other competitor in the field is plus 600. Um, the big reason why those two guys are the favorites is because they're two of the only people who actually uh, expressed knowledge of what the event was. Similar to like yourself, a lot of people were like, well, I had to look up what AC Ducey even was. So I think that's being priced in there, but... 
I wouldn't pay up for a favorite here. Um, and I don't think you can really bet any of these guys at plus 600 either. To me, this is like just a hard stay away. Yeah, it seems pretty tough to, to bet a, like a random field when the odds are only 6-1. to one. Right. Um, just a little bit about how they'll be playing. Everyone will get $1,000. Two groups of six players. It'll be randomized to start and then randomized again after 30 minutes. Uh, you can't bet more than you can afford to lose. So half of your money. So no uh, ATM runs. Yeah, no reloads, no ATM <laughs> runs. That's a, that's definitely a, that would be a hole in my game for sure. Uh, standings are based on staying in. The first person to bust is last. And if you're still in after one hour, very similar to the blackjack, uh, standings will be based on total money won or lost. So it do, this does seem like a fun game. I'm actually kind of surprised we haven't played this at your house. Um, uh, yeah, this game, like I said, can get you hurt real quick. Uh, I will say that there is a hint of strategy. I did look it up. Um, the break even point in this game is a spread of eight, you know, so like if you have a 10 and a deuce, that would be a spread of eight, um, anything less than that. And you, it's minus EV. So you should bet the minimum. And then obviously as you get a a spread larger than eight, you should increase your bet from there. So ace deuce, best possible hand. That's why it's called AC deucey. Um, you know, and then I think that would be the one weakness is I could see a lot of people with these spreads of seven or six not betting the minimum, even though it's mathematically proven that that's a minus EV situation. So I think the people that are the most conservative there, but then also not afraid to take the big shots when they get the good cards are the ones who are going to come out ahead. Perfect. That, this is great. Uh, Yahtzee is the next one. Everyone is plus 600 uh, because we were really just wagering on dice rolls. I think there's a little bit of strategy in Yahtzee. I, I We've all played, but uh, mostly a random game. It'll be played bracket style. Matchups will be chosen at random. Uh, buys and standings determined by score. Now, I'm sure that they're doing this like in like a hotel room or something, or in their, you know, where, where they're staying. Yeah, but where they're I just, staying is not a hotel yeah, room. Yeah, it's not just, a hotel. <laughs> just, that, just so everybody knows, uh, I happen to check it out, and it's like the kind of place that us mere mortals will only dream of, of staying at one day. Yeah, so like... I just, I'm just trying to picture like 12 grown men standing around, <laughs> like, like sitting around playing Nazi. Like it's so funny. Um, but yeah, like obviously a totally random game. I don't really think that, I, I don't know. Is there much to say here for Yahtzee? No. And uh, I'll be interested to read the breakdown. This is one of the two events that uh, Action Network hasn't actually put the breakdown up for yet. I'll be interesting to see if there is some sort of strategy here. Like, I personally think that you want to go for the Yahtzee every single time because, like, if you can get multiple Yahtzees, it's just so many points. Right, but, it's cumulative score. But it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, I'm sure mathematically somewhere somebody has figured out the perfect way to play Yahtzee. So uh, maybe there's an edge in taking some of the analytical guys. But, again, like, these events where everyone is plus 600, I think it's tough to really back anyone. I would agree. Uh, Connect Four is the next event, and again, Johnny Bales is a favorite at plus five hundred. Everyone else is plus six hundred. Um, I mean, Connect Four definitely has more strategy to it than Yahtzee. I'm not positive. Like, how I feel like it's similar to Tic Tac Toe in the sense that like the strategies are pretty well known. So I don't know if it's super exploitable, but uh, it will be played bracket style again. Matchups will be chosen at random. You'll be playing best of three series. Uh, the two most dominant wins, uh, based on fewest pieces used to win, will get buys. And the final standings for losers will be based on pieces used 
Connect Four analysis, Matt. What do you got? So yeah, like you said, Connect Four is actually a solved game at this point. Um, there are sims online that can show you the perfect lines to take. Um, and basically, if you play first and you play perfectly, you can't lose. So I think going first is going to be a real uh, interesting X factor in this. I'm not sure how they're going to determine which competitor goes first in each round. But I know for a fact that some of these guys have put in work at the Connect Four Labs. Um, Bales, obviously, which is why he's a favorite. But uh, Levitan has talked up his you know, hours in the lab grinding Connect Four. Um, I'm sorry, Joe Ingram has also talked up his ability to play Connect Four. So I think maybe taking uh, like three of those guys and hoping that one pulls it out might actually be a good strategy here because I don't think that uh, a lot of these guys are going to put in the work, you know, learning the correct lines and stuff, but I know that a few of them will. So uh, yeah, I, again, I kind of lean towards some of the more analytical guys here. Uh, I will take Levitan at plus 600 just because he personally expressed that that's sort of like his his event that he's been putting in the most time with. But I think him, you know, Bales, Ingram, Jennings, like I think those are the guys you want to look at here. All right. Uh, definitely makes sense. And we're getting into another event that you did explain this to me last week, but I'll probably ask you to explain it to the listeners. Uh, Laden thinks. Uh, tell the listeners a little bit about Laden Thinks. Yeah, so this is a game that they play every week on the Three Donkeys podcast, and it's pretty interesting. So um, the concept here is that one person gets asked the question, and it's usually a ridiculous question, like uh, how long would it take you to drink you know, the Pacific Ocean? Like things like that, things that there are no real known answer for. And the other people in the game have to try and guess what the one particular person is going to say. And whoever comes the closest will come in first in that event and then down from there. So, you know, for example, there's going to be all 12 of the guys playing at once. We'll just say that hypothetically Bales gets asked that question. The other 11 guys are all going to write their answers, and whoever is closest to Bales' guess will get the most points. So um, this game is really about knowing your opponents and trying to get into their mindset. You know, even if you think you know the answer to the particular question, that's not super important. You need to try and determine what the uh, subject thinks the answer to the question is. I love it. I, this is actually a really fascinating game. Like, I, I think this would be a lot of fun to do. Uh, I can see why they do it on the Three Donkeys pod. And I feel like because those guys do it every week, like, I feel like they they have to be like the guys you, you'd think about for this, right? Yeah, absolutely. They're the three guys I think that, um, have grind the most on this, and obviously their relationship with each other, they should have a good insight into at least what those guys are thinking each time they're up. So um, the way it is is everyone's going to get asked two questions. That'll be 24 you know, rounds total. So you know, Levitan, Bales, and Jennings having knowledge of each other could be a huge difference in this event. Um, I think, again, those are the guys you lean, but I do think that this event overall is going to have a lot of variance. Yep, and just so that no one suspects foul play here, uh, Scott the intern will be coming up with the questions. That's right. Shout out, Scott. Gotta gotta show love to the interns. Uh, now the last event is the standings prediction. So you have to predict the final standings first through twelfth on Monday morning. Uh, points are awarded for uh, inaccuracy. So if a 
guess is 12 and the person wins, that is 11 points. So your goal is to get fewest points here. It's like golf. Uh, tiebreaker is best guess on the winner. So this is like, this is kind of like a, a bit of a mind screw. Uh, you know, it's like you got to you gotta put the hubris away and you got to just try to predict the standings. You know, uh, I, I think this is at least uh, psychologically a very interesting event. Absolutely. I, I'm like really intrigued to see how everybody picks it because the majority of the people, um, one of the questions on these profiles that I asked everybody was, who is your pick to win? And most people said Bales, you know, at least the people who didn't say themselves. So uh, it's interesting that he's only listed as the third biggest favorite right now, even though in the eyes of the competitors, most people think he is the favorite. So it'll be interesting to see, do you follow the Vegas standings? Do you try and go contrarian? I don't know. Like, it's a really, it's a good philosophical question, like you said, and I'm not sure what the optimal strategy is here. Uh, I certainly don't know how you bet it. You know, like, I don't know how you think one person is better at predicting the standings than everybody else, but um, it should be a really cool insight into, you know, the mindsets of everybody here. Yeah, and it leads us right into the winner. Uh, picks to win. Adams is the favorite at plus 400. Jennings is plus 450. Uh, Corner and Bales plus 500. Levitan plus 550. Leduca plus 700. And then Blackjack, Mooney, Mans, Ingram, Bra- uh, Brown, and Bloomstein are all plus 900. Matt, you are unequivocally one of the foremost experts on the gambling Olympics. Uh, who do you think will win this? I think these odds are pretty right. Um, you know, I think that Brandon Adams is a stud. You know, that guy is good at everything that he does. I mean, all these guys are, but I understand why he's the favorite and he must be attracting betting because he didn't open up as the favorite. So there's been some line movement um, in his favor. So, uh, he's definitely appealing, but the guy that I'm going to go with is Sean Corner. I, I've listed him as, you know, a guy that I like in some of these individual events. Uh, I don't think that he has one glaring weakness like a lot of these guys do. You know, like Levitan, for example, is somebody that I think is going to have a strong showing, but he said that, you know, beer pong is a huge weakness for him. You know, if he finishes dead last in that event, that could be, um, you know, a real tough obstacle to overcome. So I like the idea of getting a, a balanced guy like Sean. Uh, I think he can show well in all the events and potentially sprinkle in some firsts with, you know, DFS, beer pong, sports betting, things like that. If I was going to go with a longer shot, I would take Matt Brown at plus 900. He's worked in DFS, in sports betting, and in poker. So, you know, arguably the three most skill-based events, he has held jobs in all three fields. So, uh, you know, again, like I kind of like him at plus 900 just because I think he might not have an obvious weakness. Even though we didn't really list him as a as a favorite to win any of these individual events, I think that he's going to put up a strong showing across the board. Yeah, so I mean, the jack of all trades, right? If you can just finish top three or four in a lot of events, that's going to keep him in it. Right, and uh, just in case he's listening... I'm fading the man's hard. He's my pick to finish dead last. <laughs> you know, I think he's all bravado. You know, we'll see what he says. Um, it's one thing, you know, he's playing 2-6 Excal- at the Excalibur. You know, this is a big step up in weight class for him. These guys aren't going to be intimidated by his outfits. 
Uh, I think the man's is in for a little, a little bit of a reality check here. <laughs> I mean, I will certainly love whatever video he posts after this, after <laughs> this is done. So, uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun, Matt. I mean, I, I'm really pumped that, that you, you know, my co-hosts for this show just know so much about this. Like it made for really, I think a great time for the listeners. Hopefully you guys all enjoyed listening. Well, we need your pick. Oh, my pick. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is this is out of left field, right? You gotta make a pick, though. All right. Uh, I mean, personally, I would probably go with Jennings, just because I feel like uh, he's got the momentum going into it. After winning the hoops, he has experience, obviously, with the poker. He has experience with the daily fantasy. Um, I think that he cares a lot. Like, I think he is like the anti Laduca in this situation. <laughs> I, okay. I don't want I don't want it to sound like I'm slandering Laduca. No, 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 no. I know. <laughs> but I'm just saying like that guy, if you was, were to predict, that guy was the catcher for my favorite team ever. I love you, Paul <laughs> Laduca. I'm just saying, you know, what's another 10K for Paulie? No, you're right. You're 100 <laughs> percent right. But I, I feel like Jennings is just like he's going to want it the most. And I think that's going to matter a lot in an event in a series of events where. You pretty much just have to want, like, you have to want to research things like Connect Four, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, he has the experience with a lot and thanks and all that stuff. So I think, uh, I think he's probably my pick. Yeah, for sure. I mean, him, Bales, and Levitan are all live, and you know that they all want to beat each other incredibly badly. Um, I might take Bales if I was going to pick one of the three, but. I I don't think you can go wrong wager on any wagering on any of them. And no matter what, it'll be fun. And like you said, I hope that they stream like as much as possible, particularly the events uh, like the beer pong, and I mean maybe even Laden thinks like I think you'd get some funny moments out uh, of that. Yeah, that would get some great laughs. So I uh, I'm really looking forward to it. Either way, Friedman's gonna have a ton of awesome live coverage. Yes. Uh, you know he. I don't think this is a bold take, but he's like the best writer in the, you know, DFS sports betting industry. Like the guy has like eight PhDs. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but the dude is super smart and like an elite writer. So I definitely recommend going over and, and just checking out what he has to say. He posted some stuff from, you know, this first round of preliminary bets that they did, which was obviously hysterical. So. Yeah, definitely keep it locked. Uh, I'm sure they will have some some video content on Twitter too. But even if there isn't, like he's going to be probably the most qualified person in this industry to bring you all the coverage. I totally agree, and the, you know the Action Network is not paying me to say this, but like I feel like this is why you should subscribe. Like this event tells you why you need to subscribe because these are the people you want helping you with your wagers, like the guys who are willing to just put like big skin in crazy games like you know that they're that they're grinding all the other stuff like for real like the dfs and the the sports betting like that i don't know like the sign of the sign of the true gambling expert is doing stuff like this i feel like and it i can tell you with 100 percent certainty like everybody in the company is trying to get to to find their way into this event next year <laughs> <laughs> Like they had to start turning away Action Network people because they wanted other people in it. So, you know, like I know Joe Holka, me and Joe Holka are like, how do we get in this thing next year? Yeah, so, we got to expand the field. <laughs> yeah, that's our hope. That's our dream. 
Uh, but yeah, like, like you said, I, I, it's just, this is what this company is all about. It's just pure degeneracy and trying to be good at it. So I love it. So that's going to do it for this edition of laying the points brought to you by my bookie. Please be sure to subscribe to rate and review the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast app and get that deposit bonus on my bookie for using promo code, promo code laying the points from Matt Lamarca. I'm Anthony Miko. May the odds be ever in your favor. September at local area Subway restaurants, your meal purchase will help our neighbors in need. Purchase a sub drink and chips and help us donate 200,000 meals to local Feeding America food banks. Subway meal includes any sub, salad, or wrap with any drink and chips or two cookies. For every two meals purchased through September 30th, participating Subway restaurants will donate one meal up to 200,000 meals to San Francisco and East North South Bay Area food banks. One meal is the monetary equivalent of 10 cents. Meals secured by Feeding America on behalf of local member food banks. So pick up a great meal and make a difference in the community. This September at local area Subway restaurants, your meal purchase will help our neighbors in need. Purchase a sub drink and chips and help us donate 200,000 meals to local Feeding America food banks. Subway meal includes any sub, salad, or wrap with any drink and chips or two cookies. For every two meals purchased through September 30th, participating Subway restaurants will donate one meal up to 200,000 meals to San Francisco and East North South Bay Area food banks. One meal is the monetary equivalent of 10 cents. Meals secured by Feeding America on behalf of local member food banks. So pick up a great meal and make a difference in the community. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.